せーのでもそんなんじゃダメもうそんなんじゃほら心は進化するよもっともっと To the Talking Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And today's episode is on Bakemonogatari. Yes, we're finally doing it. Are we? We're finally doing something Bakemonogatari. Everybody's sure? waiting for it. I、are、think、sure? everybody's waiting for it. I'm not sure. Are you sure we're doing it? Yes, we are. Because, you know, I, I, I know that somebody was holding the entire process up. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> uh, we opened with Renai Circulation by Kana. Hanazawa, which is the OP4. It's a really good song. So, hope everybody enjoyed that.、Uh, but yeah, this is our review of Bakuman Utari. We're going to do a review of it, no spoilers, and then we'll probably do some spoiler discussion about all the aspects of the show afterwards. It's kind of what we want to do with most of the entire series is kind of do a quick review and then jump into、uh, kind of discussions. I think later parts is just going to turn into discussions because kind of, it'll probably go off the rails at that point. That'll be. Nobody's going to listen to it without having watched. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes.、Uh, but yeah, Bakamoto Gatari. Very, very big、uh, show from Shaft that、uh, a lot of people talk about. It's as,、uh, originally from a light novel.、Uh, it was written by Nisio Isin, and、uh, it was directed by Akiyuki Shinbo, which has pretty much done all the, the、uh, Bakamoto Gatari series, or Monogatari series, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but yeah, it follows a guy named Araragi Koyomi, who is、uh, part vampire, as you quite you learn pretty early on.、Uh, and the kind of weird aspect of this guy is that it seems like he, he's in this town, and it seems like he comes across all these ladies with weird aspects to them. They all seem to have something. Supernatural. Inflicting them or, or something about them that is supernatural. They call them. Apparitions, and it's kind of up to him to kind of figure out what that is and possibly resolve those issues, usually by the help of、uh, a guy that he seems to know、um, named Meme Oshino. He calls him Oshino. And yeah, it's kind of a, that's kind of just the show. Most of the show is really about him meeting these girls and then a lot of dialogue happening. Finding some kind of quirk that is involved and then seeing if he can resolve it. And that really gets to the point where I'm wondering what all I wanted to divulge at that point because,、right. I mean, the characters are really what this show is all about.、Uh, the circumstances of the characters really is more of the, the story in depth that you kind of go into each of, the, each of the characters, but the gist of it is really his interaction with each of these characters and each of them having their own quirks. He has a,、uh, a girl that he knows from his school who is a. a Uh, class rep, and she is、uh, a really good friend of his. And she's kind of the Megane smart type girl.、Uh, he quickly meets a girl named Shinjo Gahara, who is more of the.、Uh, she speaks her mind a lot. <laughs> she's very forward. She likes to speak her mind.、Uh, he runs into the a joke, quote unquote, is that she is the Sundete, but she's. Yeah, like, bordering on Yandere territory. <laughs> they, they, they joke about her, her, her Sundariness, but yeah, she's very Yandere.、Uh, 
Uh, there's a cute little girl that he runs into every now and then named Hachikuchi, who uh, is more of a very ganky but uh, innocent girl that he kind of teases a lot. Uh, there's the the friend, a, a past friend of Shinjukahara named Kambaru, and she's more of the athletic type, very tomboyish. Um, and I'll pretty much leave it there. Uh, that has a thing for Shinjukahara. There's a girl that uh, was a friend of his uh, sister from back in the day who has a crush on him that he meets named uh, Sengoku. Uh, and then there's this uh, Shinobu, which is a a vampire girl who is always kind of off the side, uh, usually with Oshino, that has like a, a secret aspect to her as well. And I think that's really kind of where I'll kind of leave it at. Um, and like I said before, a lot of this has to do with the... It's a very, very dialogue-heavy show. This show is all about the dialogue. It's all about the exchanges of the characters. Uh, you learn everything about their quirks. You learn about their backstories. You learn about their... Uh, the things that are bogging them down, the things that are bringing them back up, as you as Araragi kind of uh, encounters each one of them and uh, gets in an exchange with them, or they exchange conversations with each other, or play off of each other, and that is where this show's entire bread and butter is, and that's kind of the I would probably say the only buried entry for most people is that course anaplex america is not dubbing this show it is a full-on japanese uh voiced with subtitles show you're not going to get really anything outside of that and it's very difficult to follow at times because there's just there's just constantly back and forth at each other they're constantly playing off of what each other has said before and then at the same time that is what this show shines for is the dialogue and the the exchange that they have yeah i i i have to agree this is a very character-driven show. Um, I this this show really truly shines in its its dialogue, um, character development. Uh, just, I mean, by the time you get away from each character's arc, you come away going, "That is the best girl," and then you go into the next arc, and by the end of that arc, you're going, "That's best girl," and it's like. I you I have a hard time picking one character in this show that I go that is the best character in this entire show because I can easily pick up this character or that character and go but I really really truly love this character but but no I really really like this character that's that is the sign of such well developed characters I also I I believe that the the artwork in this show just absolutely is phenomenal I think that it looks good in a lot of ways. Yeah, there's the the shaft uh, OCD switching and switching frames all the time. But every time, whenever you see some something going on and it's moving, it looks gorgeous. And some of the some of the 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 switch offs look kind of really good. So take that for what it is. The sound in the show. <laughs> There is some kind of melodies that are kind of off, off a little bit, but I I think that it also adds some charm to it. Oh, um, not going to be able to agree agree on on the art direction. I, I well, like, I was I was talking about sound. I I know you don't like the the art. sound. The, the yeah, the sound is definitely something that I was going that I kind of realized while we were watching it that I wanted to point out. It was it does have a lot of really cool uh, more symphony type stuff when things kind of start ramping up but usually most of the time it has this really crappy midi music that plays in the background that is at times too loud and very graining it's like a doo -dee -doo 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 -dee. it's like the first time i heard that it was like this is kind of cool it's eerie and stuff and then after the first time it's like this seems like they're just lazy this is a, a very like something i would play on like a a ninety a nineties video game on a computer. I mean, they're very midi, very just not really well done. I mean, you can give that that it's its own style. I hope it's something that's not, and I hope it's something that goes away later on. But I don't see it going anywhere. <laughs> it was time where I, I was like, in this a way, is just in a way, really yeah, bad. I, I I agree. I like I said, it, it it was it's kind of jarring, but at the same time, I think it has kind of this weird charm to it that just kind of works for it and it's it but 
hey. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where somebody walks up and says, yeah, I know you're looking at that big old huge wart on my shoulder. And you're like, it's kind of cute. <laughs> it's got its own charm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're just saying that to be nice. <laughs> but no, yeah, the, the visuals, I, I am so mixed when it comes to the visuals for this entire series. Because it's like... At times, it's like, that looks cool. That looks artistic. And then there's times where it's like, that's Madoka-type uh, witch world kind of stuff where it just looks like they just, for some reason, there's suddenly a, a weird betrayal of some guy's, like, these carb- these these cut-out pictures of a hand going in and grabbing brains and pulling them out of this weird cut-out of a skull. And then we're showing, like photos of real areas that are black and white and we're not showing the characters anymore or you'll have times where you know Araragi and Shindogahara are in the back seat of a car and then she moves in close to him to kind of tease him and then snap one frame and she's back over to the other side of the car and then snap back again she's next to him again it's like are we just reusing the clip of her talking over there to instead of just animating her next to him talking I mean it's this show just is constantly back and forth with me. I love the character designs. I love them when they're in action. I love the artistic direction they take in a lot of situations. You'll have a long talking scene with characters that normally in most shows is just, you know, flapping mouths or whatever. This show is constantly keeping your eyeballs entertained by just having, for some reason, Aragi and Oshino are just walking across desks and then uh, just... There's this desk in this dark room, and they're just kind of stacked in different ways, and they're walking across them or walking along them, and you're it's it's artistic in that direction. I acknowledge that it's a very cool looking show. But then there's times where like the CG book scenes flying everywhere. I love the scene; it's funny as hell. But there's CG books flying around, or they just the the cars that are always the same car all on this freeway together. I noticed that too. Weird. <laughs> I mean, they all have the same license plate. But I, 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 I wasn't, I wasn't mad about that. It just, it? But yeah, I did notice it. I, but it did. Yeah. It, so it's, it's always a toss up where my brain is constantly fighting with me where I'm going, that's technically it could be artistic. It could be for a reason. It could be a symbolism of, of, you know, uh, worker bees going to the, the workplace or something. Or it could just be that they're lazy, and I never know. So I'm constantly fighting with myself. But yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of the the constant the cutouts. And I guess of all these things, the only one that I I don't like to forgive is just the cutouts of weird things that they're just kind of throwing on the screen between the characters talking. And that's about the only thing that really kind of bugs me a lot. But yeah, when it's when it's got like the action scenes are ramping up, it looks really cool. Uh, and like I said, they're always kind of keeping your eyes busy and entertained as they're going through these very long stretches of dialogue that sometimes it's hard to kind of catch both at the same time. As, and the, and that's one of those things. It's like, I, because <laughs> I've always fought with the idea of one of the things that you would say is that it, it, it with the, they're, they're using stills by switching off onto an eraser or they're switching to a desk or, and, and at the same time, and it's like, but if you think about it, it's a extremely kinetic show. I mean, there's constantly something new on the screen, something they They've never stuck on one thing for very long. I mean, at best, maybe a second on each screen, but now that goes into the other thing that what I have a problem with is because it is switching too much. I, I'm constantly trying to decipher tons of junk on the screen constantly all the time. And that is probably where I have my problem with the, the show. But that's more of an artistic. I don't like that artistic stance, but at the same time, I love it because in general it looks beautiful yeah yeah it has a lot of hilarious moments too the show has a lot of very funny dialogue that kind of goes between the characters um namely one being like when uh when they're in the car together and and araragi keeps calling shinjikahara as shinjikahara and she keeps teasing him for not calling her hitagi 
by saying, Dad, he's talking to you. Yeah. You need to respond, Dad. He's saying Shinjigahara. Your name's Shinjigahara, too. <laughs> Which one are you talking to, Araragi? I mean, those things are funny. And, of course, like, the, the, the fame, the, the one that I constantly seen before I even watched the episode was that uh, telling the cat girl to say this long, huge phrase and seeing, <laughs> just to hear her say, nya, 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 nya. Neko, boku ga ima kara yu bunshou o fukushou shiro. Totally cute. Totally awesome. I, my, my, my favorite Cinder is always going, will always be, um, I will be the one to kill you so that I'm the last one to be, or I'm the one who will be by you when you take your last breath. I love that. It was just epic in so many levels yeah and of course the every time uh he runs in hachikuchi it's like <laughs> i know a lot of people don't like it because it's the pedo stuff it's like no it's it's really just absolutely hilarious for me i'm sorry <laughs> i understand that and it's always funny that he always acknowledges it it's like he always tackles her and then and he's screaming victory and then he realizes i am shouting victory in the middle of nowhere because I just took down a middle schooler. <laughs> so he's always acknowledging it. <laughs> you said it, it wrong. <laughs> flubbed it. Flubbed it. I always flubbed it. Uh, but yeah. It's just the the other aspect of the show that I love so much. And you kind of touched on a little bit with the, the aspect of there's no like best girl. You, you, you acknowledge a best girl and then two seconds later you're, he's talking to somebody else and you're that's best girl. I... I love that each of these characters are so fascinating. There's never, there was never a single episode in this 15 episodes for this first season that I was going, uh, I'm not interested in this character. No, every single one of them has a story to go with them that I found just, I wanted to see the conclusion. And it's not that they're like hugely deep stories most um, sometimes, because I mean, I could say that some of them are pretty simple. You can say, I can tell you exactly what's going on with Sengoku in one quick sentence, but it's everything around that and how believable it is and how they portray it through the dialogue. It's just, sometimes it's just casual conversation. Sometimes it's just like, you know, divulging everything to Oshino or something like that. And you're, you're getting all those tidbits and it's connecting everything together. And then it goes to a conclusion or not to a conclusion. It, It seems like a lot of these cases with this story is that it's, it's a course you know, going across a lot of seasons, you might not find the conclusion that you're looking for immediately and you realize that, well, we're probably going to get into that later. And it's that kind of <laughs> carrot sticking that's happening that has me wanting to go in the next season and then the next season the next season because I'm going, I want more of Shinobu. I want more of uh, Sengoku. I want to see more of uh, each of these characters going forward because they're fascinating. Their characters are fascinating. They have life to their characters and I want to see more of them. I want to see where this goes from here. I want to see more of, I want to see more of Oshino. I want to know more about Oshino and why he is the way he is. I want to see how Oshino and Araragi met. I mean, there's all these cool things, and even Araragi himself, even though he doesn't really have a, an episode given to him, it's really kind of over time you're learning how he is the way he is, and I why think a lot of his is going to tie. Everything. I think a lot of his is going to tie into the uh, Shinobu arc. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the the more obvious answer, but then yeah. <laughs> there, there could be more to it. I mean, there's there's just I'm fascinated by these characters, and I want to see more of them. And I think that's a a true sign of a really great series. And for those who don't know, I dropped a lot of money on this series, so it's like. Yeah, you can see that I have an investment into it, but at the same time, there's times where I've paid into something and gone, was that really a good decision? And then I go into watching this and I'm going, yeah, this is a good decision. And then top it off, having like, oh yeah, that's right, I can watch all 15 episodes again with crazy commentary. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess it's a cost, another thing that can kind of go along with this is the commentary for Bakken Monogatari is absolutely fantastic. I watched the first episode commentary which featured uh Gahara and uh Tsubasa and what they do is they personify the characters in that commentary so it is basically not the it's not the seiyus technically of Tsubasa and Gahara. it is their 
or Hanakawa, it is their their characters themselves talking to each other while watching the episode. So it's like you watch Stable Staples, which is the opening for the first episode, which is the opening song, and the entire time they're talking about what how can you produce a endless stapler and what kind of market would there be for an endless stapler? And it's just or Sinjigahara commenting to Hanakawa about how the first like 10 seconds of the first episode is basically a wind gusting her skirt up and how it's the cameras on it for a certain amount of time. It's just, just, it is exactly what makes the series so great in a commentary. So it's like, you're getting twice as much content for one purchase, essentially. So it's great. Uh, without, without, without knowing too much and, uh, speaking of things that are included in the, uh, the Blu-rays, um, just quick notice. I'm looking, looking at, uh, Crunchyroll, seeing if they can figure out which one it is. They have a Neko Monogatari, which I'm assuming is the extra two episodes, because when we went through and watched the first time, the first time I watched it, and I think Andrew said the same thing, um, we got cut off at part one of Neko Monogatari, or Neko, which is Subasa's arc. And there is Neko Monogatari on there, which is they part one through black, four. Right? That's this one is black. Yes, black is a whole other series. Okay, and that's four episodes. Black. <sighs> my my point is is that the the there is two extra episodes. Was it two extra episodes or three? Three. Three extra episodes on on the the Blu-rays, which finish up. Uh, the arc for Subasa, which we didn't get to watch in uh, Mono- or the first part of the series. Yeah, that's talking about Subasa's family. So, so m- the the point being is that there is if you're lo- if you're watching it legit streaming and you're in North America, you've noticed that on Crunchyroll, Bakumonogatari only has twelve episodes. There's technically fifteen. I don't know if, uh, does Hulu have Bakamon Guitar? Maybe they I have all the episodes. Yeah, so Hulu and Crunchyroll both have Bakamon Guitar, but they're only up to episode 12, which will get you the first two parts of Subasa Cat, but technically there's five total parts, so. So, as far as I can tell from right now in the three minutes of looking this up, Crunchyroll does not have those extra two episodes, which are on three. the, mon- uh, on the, thing which if you've watched that you got up to that episode 12 you got in started into Subasa, and you were like then you went into the next next part which is quote unquote season two and you were like wait i got left off way back there that's how i was like it was like you got you got a quick you got a quick snippet out of her and then you got like this kind of cool conclusion to araragi and a certain character completely separate and then that was it. And I was like, okay, technically, where is Tsubasa Cat going with this? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. it. I was surprised to see what was all kind of missing in that, that kind of transition, which was another one of those things that made me kind of glad in buying it was, yeah, technically, when I asked, when I inquired people, should I buy this series? It was like, no, just, just stream it all. And it's like, well, now I know. I would have missed an entire gap of information that would probably have been good to have going into it. I just on general just the visuals alone, I would say the Blu-ray is gorgeous stuff. I mean, it looks great. And I wouldn't want to see that in a streaming format. I maybe did you say it was on uh on uh Netflix? No. Hulu and Crunchy. Just Hulu. And Hulu's Hulu's not going to do what Netflix does, so yeah, I would almost want to see it on Blu ray. It's just it's a gorgeous show. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's all we can really add before we go on to spoiler discussions. Well, um, heck, that opening panty shot alone des- <laughs> deserves Blu-ray. <laughs> no, it's all about uh, that uh, Sengoku uh, awkward bed pose thing. <laughs> it was so awkward. I, it, I, I've, I think I've seen that. I've, I've watched the first season. I probably. Uh, I know the first couple episodes I watched way too many times, but I think the entire 
uh, first 12 episodes anyways that was on Crunchyroll. I think I've watched, this is probably my third time. And that scene's always awkward. It's just a very awkward looking scene. Which one? <laughs> Where Sengoku's on the, the bed and she's kind of just covering herself and and uh, Araragi and, and Kanbaru. Are oh, okay, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. To leave it on an awkward note, we will we will close uh, this non-spoiler area with uh, Kimi no Shi- Shiranai Monogatari by Supercell. Oh, so we're we're not going to get any Subasa Cat songs. You're really obsessed with that Subasa Cat. That's the outro. No, I no, I I want the 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 Yui Hiore, uh song, and we're not getting it because you didn't have that for the spoiler part. Okay. i just make sure. <laughs> okay. Awkward now. It's awkward now. We thank you all for listening. And again, after the music, we will go into some spoiler discussion where we'll just talk about the characters and stuff like that, which we couldn't do during our non-spoiler area. So we hope you all enjoyed, and y'all take care. Os. <laughs> Again, this is going to go all full-on spoilers. I guess it's really easy to, to say that, I mean, not very... I almost want to say it's not very difficult to spoil this show because it's really just a lot about the dialogue. So even if I knew all this information about the characters, I would still watch the show and be just fine because it's just really yeah, cool about it's, learning about them. It is a difficult show to spoil because, I mean, generally, you know, Tsubasa's the, the, the cat. You know that Hachikuji has something to do with the snail. I mean, just general, the names the name of title. the, the <laughs> yes. titles are going to spoil whatever. But it is it's one of those things that is really. an exploration of each character mm-hmm. as you're watching it. And it's just because I tell you that the Nekomimi is Subasa is not going to, or the, or that the vampire is Shinobu. It's not really spoiling it so much as the exploration of that character it, themselves. Yeah, I think coming to the show, I knew pretty much... I think everybody's quirk except for maybe Sengoku and Hachikuchi. I think those are the only two that I really didn't know like their quirks before coming to watch the show. The only one right now that I don't know is this new doll character that I just seen. And <laughs> and uh uh Yandere sister. Because I know I know Karen and but I don't know the other sister yet. Hmm. Um but yeah, I I I think my, like I, I kind of alluded to with the, the, the non-spoiler areas, I really, really like, I, I'm more interested in probably Shinobu than any of the other ones, because I, I think that's more of wanting to, we get so many little excerpts for this entire season, but they were the only one they didn't go, okay, let's go into that. You knew that, yeah, uh, he's part, he was a vampire, and he was turned back to human by Oshino. But he's still like one tense vampire, and he could go back to being a human if only he leaves Shinobu behind. 
because he always he's always letting her draw blood from him and it's always keeping him what he is. But Oshino specifically says, if you left her behind, you'd probably become human again. All right. So it's like, I want to know what he, he he claims at some point that he he made it he made it his purpose to never uh, abandon her, like to make her his uh, responsibility. And it's like, why? Why? <laughs> what is? I want to know what that is because all we got is like your assumption is that she came, they, they came and attacked, and that she lost, and that he probably gave up his blood to save her. Because he felt, and, and then there's I this mean, cute little Shinobu hidden in the corner, and you're like, I'm assuming the crazy looking vampire chick is the cute little Shinobu, but yeah. I don't know quite. I don't know where that is. That transition <laughs> in the middle. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that you could only gather by little clippets that were in, in in one of the episodes that are not on the Crunchyroll site. So, but um, it it kind of shows this big old monster thing, and then it shows her broken and bloody. Yeah, they showed and, some cool vampire guy, some big, huge cross sword thingy, a slide pass, arm fly off, then her in a corner bleeding kind of thing. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of, something that he said at some point kind of implies that he felt like he owed her something. So he, uh, he, you know, effectively gave his life for her because didn't they imply that he was a vampire before the entire exchange with Shinobu? What I caught is that he was attacked by a vampire, and then he was turned back human. That's all I really caught. Right. And so he kind of, it seemed like he kind of owed it to her. He rescued her, and he won't let her go because he wants to make sure that she survives type thing. So yeah, it's some other, some other crazy dude back there, so I'm not sure if that crazy looking dude is the vampire or if they're talking about Shinobu. Because they don't necessarily say Shinobu attacked him, they say a vampire attacked him. Right. So well, I didn't say I didn't say that Shinobu attacked him. He, no, I'm, he he felt obligated to help her type thing. Yeah, yeah. So the assumption is that maybe she helped him, and he kind of returned that, or I don't know. It, it's, but I just love, I love that whole thing of like him getting his shadow back, and then her just coming out and just wrecking. It's like yes, yes, and then she just goes back and just goes right back in the shadow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like. Dude, you got some awesome lolly well, in your and that's, shadow, <laughs> and that's and that's and that's one of those things that's that that you end up missing because in the next the second season, you, she's just randomly shows up out of nowhere, and it's like, okay, well, I guess she's following him around now. So it's like, yeah, those extra two episodes kind of gave a little bit of a little bit more grounding as to what happens in the next season. It's not like. It ruins things. Well, I mean, you it's completely just... miss the fact that Tsubasa completely, like, confessed to him. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge thing to kind oh, of yeah. miss. <laughs> that's a big thing. And, and you and missed the, the fact of why... And you missed the... And, like I said, and the fact that Shinobu is now following him around. I mean, that entire closure is completely gone. Not to mention the fact that... I, I totally forgot that Oshino was gone in the second season. Yeah. Totally forgot that. I do remember that there was this new player in the game and it, that kind of came out of nowhere. So eh, I, and that kind of, that's why I was saying at some point we were talking that as that there was a, like they were going to go into it. I hadn't gotten far enough to see where that direct, where that went, but it looked like they were going to go into Oceano's past. So, yes, that's, I think of all these, cause I think I, I'm like, I kind of said in the, the non-spoiler area, it's like, technically it's like uh, Shinja Gahara from what we see so far, she's complete. Uh, Sabasa is technically not, not complete. Hachikuchi is technically, she's, been promoted but she's not technically 100 resolved she's still a wandering spirit it's up to you to decide if that's a bad thing or a good thing uh Kambaru, they it seemed like at first they said that she wasn't cured but then it kind of seemed like she was just recovering right. from what, what they went through and that and that's and that's the thing that i i thought was interesting if you in in the grand scheme of things uh as i was talking to andrew about it it's like it feels like every one of them are. We're still kind of fighting back and forth if Sengoku lost both snakes. I think that she still has one because <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> seeing the first one go away. 
Uh, it it kind of feels like they're just not not complete, but chapter ends for each one of the characters, and that they're going to open up in the later episodes. Mm-hmm. But that's based on the names of the later episodes, so it's like, like in and particular, we've seen with Subasa Cat. Technically, it doesn't mean they focus on nobody but Subasa, right? Found <laughs> that it really easily. But Ushino is not like, the only one that I don't have a somewhat conclusion to. I don't know. He's such a big mystery to me. And Shinobu, they're such big mysteries to me. The rest of the girls, it's like, yeah, let's just continue them on with the side. I want to see more of them. So hopefully that's... You said you say they watched the second season or you watched Nisa Monogatari? Nisa Monogatari. Okay. That's where it seemed like it was going to Oshino? Yeah. They were starting to dig so into I'm, him. I'm after Karen... I And I don't remember who was next after Karen... Yeah, it just makes me want to just jump right into it right now. <laughs> we got hi, hi, Bunny. Yes, yes, yes. Can't yes. stop in the middle of that. Um, I, would you be able to say best girl so far? Is that uh, possible? Shinobu, I think, is for me. Well, Shinobu is is just mysterious right now. Yeah, but she's also really awesome. <laughs> yes, she is. I. Uh, n- like I said, it's near impossible because the second that I name one, it's yeah, like even, I, I want to say the next one, and it's like no. <laughs> you you said, but she's because he's mysterious. I'm like, I almost wanted to say, well, if I, I couldn't say Shinobu in this character, and that's just like saying two different characters. I am most drawn to uh, Nadeshko or whatever her name is. Yes, and Goku. I, I think I love her. She is her character. Yeah, she is the one that I am most drawn to. Um, next easily would be Hachikuji, and then you got Subasa, and then I adore Shinjo Gahara because she is just such a combative, uh, just playful I like her as a character. character. I like yeah. her as a character. I think she's great with Agaragi. Her herself, no, nah, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't I, have anything to do with. <laughs> she's way too conflicting and way too. Uh, Domineering. That is more of a. She has too much uncertainty about her. It's just like I. I don't know where her mind is. If she's always just playing a game or whatnot. But I guess uncertainty is a thing there. But yeah, I mean, it's like it's like Sinjukahara. I like her as a character with Araragi. Subasa, she is like perfect Magane, uh, beautiful, smart character. Hachikuchi is just fun. She's just a fun character with Araragi. And I guess uh, Commodore is really the only one that I'd be like, nah, no, I'm, I'm fine. I mean, I, I like her, but she's not really. I guess it's probably because of the fact that she's so obsessed with Shinjukahara that just makes her not really that interesting to me, or not waifu material, if you want to say that character to me. Um, but yeah, and she's playful in a way, and. I I I I enjoy her. I just nah. It's like Araragi, you know he's only around you because she wants you she wants to get Senjogahara to kill you for cheating on her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the only reason she's attaching to you. Oh, that's that's funny and it's alright though. But yeah, I I think I followed pretty much all the characters pretty well. I think uh like, Sinjagahara was a pretty simple one. It's like a whole cult sec thing. Holy with, moly. With, uh, Karen B is like seven episodes. I wonder how much that's for Karen B. <laughs> and that's what I was saying. I think a lot... There's, you're it, looking it goes, at things you shouldn't be. We're talking about this it, show. I think you're, that you're it talking goes about other shows. It. That's not good. I didn't know that I watched all 11 episodes. Chris is already spoiling other stuff. and looking at other things. <laughs> We're talking about this one. But no, I, I Sinjukahara was a pretty simple case. It was like this religious sect plus uh, rape, mother not caring, father kind of realizing that he wasn't there for her, her putting her weight onto the crab. That was a pretty simple one to follow. Well, it's a good it's a good one to get things started on because it does explain the world in a lot of ways. Um, it explains kind of the layout of the show and how it works, and it. Uh, kind of feeds into what you're going to experience in the future. It kind of sets up their primary chemistry for the rest of the right. show. Which I think, like, again, Sinjigahara is kind of perfect to have that middle point because she's always kind of affecting the way he thinks about the other characters and then it always kind of bounces back and just hits off her just right to 
no matter what situation he runs into, when he comes back to her, it bounces some great chemistry off each other. Right. It's always it's always that perfect kind of full circle. Subasa was kind of a shocker for me. I again, it goes back to the fact that we only watched twelve episodes, so getting so getting that kind of insight to her that I didn't have before was pretty awesome. But she ended up turning out to be a character that I really didn't kind of see coming. Like I, they did so well in making her be such a quiet character that always seemed like she had everything together. That again, her having the Neko, uh, was it Sawari Neko? apparition on her it was like it was a perfect thing for her because it was a here she is always bottled up and then that snap switch change that happens because of that uh the sawari neko it was just perfect seeing her kind of just break loose right and as they call it the the dark side of her even though she was pure white (laughs) it was kind of weird it was just great and and to have that be the tool to do the confession was was perfect too um, I liked, it was one of those things where you kind of don't realize Aradagi's connection with Shinja Gohara until that episode, because it's like he has this Tsubasa girl right in front of him, giving the alternate, uh, the, the case of, hey, love her, and then it'll fix everything, but then he still has his f- faith to uh, Shinja Gohara, which you kind of, it was per- perfect because he had that episode 12, which I thought was a very beautiful episode i I mean the whole car drive was just hilarious the entire time but then the whole scene with them underneath the stars and her saying this is my everything this is my faults i have it all she kind of opens it all up to him and says will you still take what i have it was a really cute scene In, in, in a in a funny way i want to say that uh her confession was probably the point in which I was pretty much sold on him and Sindragara. Yeah, because I didn't really I didn't really even even with It was always the, a playoff. E- but yeah. that was the point in which you kinda go, Oh yeah, that's right. They're they're a thing. Yeah, even with the even with the picnic, which I liked the picnic. I thought it was a gorgeous scene. Um I still, I don't want to say that I was really completely on board with them two as a couple, but with the Neko, Neko uh, confession, it was like, and I, and I still, I guess I have kind of that question in there somewhere of, even if it if it wasn't really Neko, would he still feel that way? Because he does, he has shown interest in her. And it was kind of like one of those, eh, I guess he he is kind of just playful in a lot of cases with a lot of the girls. So maybe that's why it just never felt like Sindra Gahara was kind of her, his thing. But yeah, it, the, he's a hostage, Chris, because he knows he's going to die if he does anything else. Right. <laughs> it's, it's like, what what part of his denial of Subasa was that he likes uh, Sindra Gahara or that he's deathly afraid of what Sinjo Gahara will do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it was just a... I think a lot can be said for the dialogue they have throughout the entire show. I mean, especially that first scene after after uh, they dispel the crab at the park on that Mother's Day. It was like this whole scene of, well, I'll grant you one wish, and then kind of just joking with him the entire time, and then kind of coming back and then saying, no, I'm kind of serious, let's kind of do this whole thing. And then have those little scenes like the the quirky eating food at school thing where she presses stuff on his face and then takes it <laughs> off and throws it in the trash can. And the whole scene in the car and the, the, the picnic scene. It's like they're always just constantly batting at each other. And then you realize at some point he says that to Sabasa uh, when she has a confession point. That's why I like her. It's just that she is so opposite kind of thing that we were constantly batting at each other is what he likes about it he yeah. likes all those things even though he kind of joked not liking it when they were at the picnic doing the picnic he says to Sabasa that that's actually what i like yeah so it's kind of cute it's very very cute in that regard um i was going down my list and colleague we got time track on that one that's that's fine though but yeah hachikuchi's I just love them two together. Like I've mentioned already before, the just the tackling her and then realizing that he's victorious over a middle schooler. Just great stuff. I don't remember 
I watched it this time and I'm like, wow, I completely forgot the fact that they were po- that they changed that to the fact that she was a snail cursed to him. Like I I remember the whole they meet each other and they go try to find her home, but I don't remember the whole thing where Shinji Kahara comes back and says, "By the way, I can't see her. You're the only one that can see her and the only way to make her go away is to walk away from her." I don't even remember that the first time I watched it. So I must, I, I don't know if I skipped an episode or what, but I was like, wow, this is really screwed up. I don't remember any of this. So I'm like well, heartbroken. I, okay. Is it one of those things that you just, because you said you watched it three times. It, and I know that I've watched it four times. This is my so third time. It's, it's like, okay, I seem to, re- I, I know I remember that particular scene, um, I didn't didn't remember that she said that she couldn't see him. That one was yeah. One they of those showed. Are you saying scenes. that? You... I don't remember that scene. It's almost like it, that's one yeah. of those scenes that just kind of it wasn't that important, so it immediately got <laughs> thrown see, out of my mind. You see her perspective of him fighting like nothing <laughs> over yeah. at the map. Yeah, that was, but that yeah, was she's cool. uh, it, the the fact that they couldn't find it and then they could find it. I kind of remember that that was kind of her latching on to him and that was kind of the reason he couldn't find the place but it it the, the those those th- scenes I think I think that of all the characters she was probably the least developed. Oh yeah. Now reactionary she is in spades. She is by far one of the strongest characters because you know that girl's character but her backstory why she is what she is, I think, was kind of the weaker of all the stories. Because technically, she only got one episode. I mean, when all said and done, she technically only got one episode. Because that first episode, when you first meet her, it's Shinjigahara and Araragi. Yes, it true. was their whole playoff about the Mother's Day, his sisters, him leaving home, uh, the confessions, the "I'll give you one wish" thing. And then he goes over and he goes, "Oh, there's a girl over there. I'm gonna go talk to her." And then she he gets shut down. And he's like, well, I'm going to take her home. And then it goes in the next episode, and that's the whole episode where you're kind of going, yeah, she's, you know, she was killed or whatever. She had a snail, she had a snail that she was following, and she got killed, and the see she became the snail. I think it was something like that. Something like that. But it was like a really quick thing, and then it's like, at the end, I'm a wandering spirit now. It's like, okay, cool. Hopefully we'll get something later, but yeah, I kind of think that she's kind of, that was really all they had for her, and now she is just a very, very, very fun little thing that he runs into here and there which is which is great because i i love that aspect this is just seeing her looking around looking left and right and then just come up there and just like tackling on her and then just chomp on the finger love that stuff so so cute and she's always messing with him and te- calling him a l- lolly con and <laughs> technically he kind of looks like one whenever he's around her <laughs> Um, yeah, Kamburu, like I kind of mentioned, I didn't, re- I don't particularly like her too much as a character, but at the same time, I do like the aspect of, like, it was a cool story with the whole element of her being in track and, uh, finding the, the paw and thinking it's the monkey paw, so she's afraid of making another wish because she's afraid it'll backfire, but technically it's a rainy devil thing, which is just kind of attacking people in the middle of the night, her opposition in the middle of the night, including her parents. I know that was, I'm thinking of Neck. Just to op- her opposition, I'm thinking of Neck. I think, now, if you want to get technical, she's exactly the opposite of Hachikuji in my mind. Very most interesting. Story. Most interesting story, least interesting character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly right. I, I definitely agree with that one. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that she has a nice flavor to the story in that that she's that like I said earlier, she's trying to break Sinjogahara or Araragi to get Sinjogahara in a very weird way. I don't know if it's just me overthinking it, but it seems that way, and so I kind of like that the chemistry it adds. No, I can totally ship uh, Valhalla and go ahead and give Subasa to Araragi. Totally ship that. Gives, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can do that. I like the I like the Valhalla combo. I I, 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 I was trying to figure out where you're going with the Valhalla thing, but yeah, the Valhalla combo. I I can go with that. Valhalla combo being the 
they were in track or she was in basketball and Shinji yeah. was in track and they were called the Valhalla combo. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't quite get why she was saying that she left track because it was hurting her opponents in the middle of the night. So she went to basketball and that was somehow supposed so to stop she it. Could, so she could still, she was run. afraid she would hurt. Yeah. if she stayed in track. No, I don't get why she says she went to basketball. She went to basketball because she could still run yet not have to worry about, the monkey paw coming in and killing people because she's not racing somebody. It only affects people when she's racing them? Because she said she wanted to be the fastest. Oh, her wish was. Okay, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. Because she was very slow and sluggish when she was a kid. Okay, that makes sense. That was the only question I had in the entire series, and Chris just answered it. <laughs> That's why it works out well. Um... But yeah, this, I'm wondering if they'll ever go back to Sengoku's story, because they had the two snakes. One was a curse wished on her by her friend, and one was a snake that was wished a curse sent on her by the boy who confessed to her that she turned down because she actually likes Aragi. And he removed them by force, which would make them go back to the one that cursed her. So I'm wondering if they'll ever kind of go back into what happened to those two kids that cursed her. Now, see, and and this is one of those things that two people can see things very differently um, because, and and we were kind of mentioning it in, I think, the first part, didn't we? Yeah. Or was it earlier in the spoiler section? At any rate, Andrew was mentioning the idea of he's seen one, or he's seen only one, and I've seen two. So let me clarify what I've seen because I... The second one, I can agree that it's kind of questionable, but I think that the first one was gone because she was praying and you've seen the scales going away. And then as as the one was disappearing, the second one started attacking her and then Aradagi jumped in, pulled it off, and she passed out. And Andrew says, I guess you've seen it go back? No, what I seen was that when he was struggling with one off the side, it bit into his arm, it went into the grass, it was it was circling around. He at some point between it biting his arm and it running around him in the grass, he looked over and it seen the scales on her leg. So that it looked like there was another one. The other one was still on her. All right. And that's what I kind of seen. It's one of those things where we'll probably check it after we've done recording this and we'll go, <laughs> there's the answer. Uh, but it's not, not really a big deal. But that was the only thing that was that. And the only reason I do want to go back and look at it is not because I want to know if who's right and who's wrong. It's because I'm wondering if she still has a snake on her. So it's really my question because I want to know if in the future. Because we do only know her. we do know that only one kind of swerved away off into the distance. Right. So the question is: Did one go in the air and one went off the in the distance, or is one still on her and one ran away? And right. maybe one was partly disappearing. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's just that that element is I'm wondering if, if we're going to see any more of that or if Nadeko is technically... Well, there is one that is cured. called Nadeko Medusa. So it might just be something completely different. And that's the other element to this is you have now these characters around him and he's still having apparitions, apparitions around him that are drawn in by Oshino. They said that Oshino was came to the town lost her 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 what was making her so powerful she's now a pseudo vampire and her being there is drawing them in and so now i'm wondering is that mean that they're gonna just face new stuff she's bringing the operations in she's her being there is drawing them in oh it's kind of like uh you know ushio and tora his spirit coming out is drawing the spirits in um but yeah I think that's all the really notes that I want to hit on throughout the stuff. So, really great show, and we're really enjoying it. Um, hopefully, it don't take us too long before we get to the next part because um, we have other things in play. But like I mentioned before, I'm, I'm loving these characters so much. I can't wait to get into the next one. The next one. So, next which one? one are, which one are we hitting next? That was one of the things I want to kind of hit in the the review area, but it, I guess it works here too. Is it's so funny if you look online. You have the you have the people that want you to watch it chronologically because it's like, well, I got into five minutes into episode one and I'm going, what the hell are all these scenes? Well, if you watch it in this order, this order, this order, this order, none of that, all that stuff makes sense. 
because it it goes by like chronological. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Trying, I'm gonna go by release date. Yeah, my my immediate response is no. I'm gonna go by what they made the series is, and so that's because how the they goes. are building on each other. I mean, the Subasa thing is made a made a huge difference in the way I was looking at it. Yeah, it goes Nisei is next, and then it goes into the the two. So Nikos. we got another twelve episodes then. Is it twelve? Yeah. I do want to knock them out. It's just. <laughs> No, like we said, we don't want to burn out. And I, and after we watched those first fifteen episodes, which we pretty much knocked it out in two 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 days. Yeah, I, I realized at that point. Well, we, we that, also had a, a a head start. We technically we were like, eh, we just wanted to knock it out, and we've already watched it. Like like I had said, I had watched it like four times, and we were getting ready to watch yeah, it. Yeah, we, we, we jumped into the second. We we jumped into the second part of of uh, Hachikuchi. So, but no, it was like when we got to that fifteen point, it was like. I realized that point what everybody was saying like don't watch this show completely through or you're going to burn out real quick. I'm like, yeah, I'm at episode 15 and I'm going yeah, I can already feel it. It's it's not a ugh like point. It's a I am just mentally drained from watching or reading all this stuff now, and trying to keep track of what's on the screen. Just 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 to throw that out there for some some folks, there's also this aspect of Having watched it several times, it doesn't feel as exhausting mm-hmm. because you start you start understanding what's going on, and you can start. I don't want to say turn off your brainish, but you can start just your brain fills in the blank. Yeah, you already know what's going on, so it's kind of like it just fills through the, as you're going. So that is one thing. I was I well, I didn't the, feel... for episode thirteen through fifteen. It was like I'm absorbing new information about. You know, Sabasa and stuff. Right. And uh, Oshino and uh, Shinobu and stuff like that. Right. But it was definitely good stuff. Um, but yeah, we're, we're doing a thing where we're trying to go back and forth between watching a, a, season, a, a section of Monogatari and then watching a, another show and then coming back and watching another section um, but so that would be basically once we, once we get past Nisa Monogatari, it's going to be basically be easy to knock out, you know, another section after that. Right. But our hope is to, I, like I said before, it depends on how this stuff ends up turning out. It could be a thing of, yeah, it's a little bit too much. We can't really talk at all about this show at this point without assuming that whoever's listening to this has watched it because it's going to spoil everything in the first seasons or whatever. Like, I know the point that we get to Shinobu's story, I'm not going to be able to tell anything about the synopsis, because if you have not watched season one, it's going to spoil everything, so. Right. Yeah. But yeah, we hope you guys enjoy this. Definitely let us know if you guys uh, like this whole setup of review and and what we discuss about the shows. Um, Let us know what you think about it. Uh, And of course, because we're still fresh in this stuff, don't, please no spoilers in... uh, in the the article for this, but definitely let us know what you think about this season in particular. If we if we're not knowing about why what happened with Shinobu and Aradagi in the past, don't tell us, and we don't care. We're gonna watch that in the show, so don't worry about posting about it. We will be getting Kizu, which is supposedly the prequel, which is talking about all that. So don't ruin it for us. We want to explore it ourselves. But yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed. We thank you all for listening. And uh, what was the song that you wanted to play so badly? I don't know the name of it. I mean, you Shoot. you reprimanded me for not playing it. You don't even know what it's called. I just know it's Yui Hiori's <laughs> <laughs> It's Subasa's uh, opening. Sugar Sweet Nightmare by Yui Hiori. Horie. Yui Hiori. Horie. Are you happy? Yes. Okay. You really like Sugar Sweet Nightmare. No, I like it's the one with all the cats way. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and okay. and and naked girls. Yeah, all right, <laughs> that wasn't crunchy. Yeah, y'all take care. Bye. Os. <laughs> Kira